Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I think is going to be an amazing edition of Training Unleashed. I want to quickly thank my sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio, for being all their support. Um, with me is Andrew Sibley. Did I get that right, Andrew? Yeah, you did. I did. He is the CEO of eLearning Brothers, and he is one of the original brothers. Uh, this is a person that has immense knowledge of what's going on in the world of training, uh, they are one of the leading and outstanding companies in the world of training. They put on amazing events. They go to every event. Uh, and uh, we're just truly fortunate to have, have him with us. And Andrew, let me just start with, you know, sort of the question that everyone likes to ask. But what has changed because of the pandemic? What is new in the world of training that you've seen because the world has transformed? Yeah, lots, right? Uh, Evan, I think the biggest thing is this, that companies that hadn't adopted it yet, that weren't doing digital learning, they suddenly are, right? They fully embraced it, whether they wanted to or not. And I, I was thinking a while back, there were companies that we used to go to and talk to that were doing $4 billion and had tons of employees. And I was always shocked where I said, are you doing any online learning? And they said, no, I haven't even thought of that. And no, I, like, why would we want to do that? And, I mean, these are big companies. So I think, I think maybe that's the biggest thing that's changed. It's just, it forced everyone. There was this massive acceleration of adoption that I don't, I don't know how else we would have gotten that. It was not on that, that path pre-pandemic. Yeah, I, I've seen the same thing. Uh, in particular, people are less afraid to be on camera, more comfortable with video and technology, uh, where before people, you know, sort of like hit out or was were afraid. I think acceptance of it has been has been major, and and I actually think leader led training has come back a little bit, where it was dying a little bit, but now it's being done virtually. Um, yeah. So you know, seeing some seeing some of some of that. I um, you know that's funny. I actually noticed that the other day that I used to get on Zoom calls you know, 19 or 2019, whatever. And nobody had their cameras on. It was just one way to talk to each other. But now it's like every call I have with, with partners or clients or anything, like everyone just turns it on and I get to see them. And so that's been awesome. I think. I, so, I, I do too. Personal. And in fact, uh, within my company, we never do phone calls. It's all zoom. It's completely yeah, zoom, which, which I think, I think is, is wonderful. Um, Let's just shift for a moment about training. I think, and you know, one of the premises of the show is that a lot of people don't really understand how to do good training. And, you know, what are the foundations of really having effective training, a training that actually moves the dial and, and has an impact, a positive impact on the company? Some of those things, I believe a lot in the experience that the learner has, right? That if you're going to take your, your employees' time, if you're going to spend money on paying them to be in that training, if you're going to spend time on people to build the training and all of that, well, you should create a really great interactive 
engaging experience for them. Now, it doesn't mean you need to spend a million dollars to do everything, but even times when you're building something, maybe that's just more rapid or maybe doesn't cost as much, you're not spending as much money on it. If you think about, hey, look, this should look really good. It should be on point. I should be aware of how much time they're going to spend doing it and don't just put in a bunch of extra junk in there that they don't need to know about. Like, just think about how much money and resources you're spending on that employee right in that moment to have them do that and, and try to be respectful of that and make a great looking interactive experience. Um, so I, I think that's a big thing that sometimes we're just pump, you know, pushing out, pumping out training and it's, it's checking a box that, hey, they did it, but we're not really thinking about like, there's a person on the other side of this <laughs> that actually has to go through this stuff. Well, so, I, think, I, I think that a lot of times when people look at the cost of training and let's just say for the sake of this, and I'm, I'm going to just throw out a number that they could create mediocre for $5,000 and great for 10, yeah. right? And they sit back and say, well, that's twice and I can't really afford it. But then if they sit back and say, well, I'm going to have a thousand people watch it and it's going to take 10 minutes each. Well, that's 10,000 minutes of people's time. And when you think about the salary of all those people watching it, the difference between 5,000 and 10,000 in the training could be 1% of the actual cost of the training. It, yeah, it's peanuts. Yeah. Um, so one thing I've always thought about when it comes to this is marketing companies spend a ton of money making stuff look really pretty, right? <laughs> That's just yeah. what they do. Right, it's effective and they write in a lot, but at the end of the day, it looks really, really good. It looks professional, slick and all that. What if our training departments cared enough about that like our marketing departments do and actually made things look amazing? And it's not, it's not that hard to really make something look you know, pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, sure, it, it, you could spend a lot more on it, but like you said, going from five to $10,000 and using that on some really nice visuals making sure that your marketing, your branding aligns to what the company would expect or the company's trying to push. I think employees go through that and they say, wow, you know what? This feels like our company. This looks amazing. The training department actually knows what they're doing. It, lends, you know, it's, it, it gives you credibility as a, as a training department that you put out good stuff. And so I think that's been missing and it's happening a lot more now. But man, when I got first started in online learning, our stuff looked terrible. Like, I, so I, I, I totally agree with you. And big companies, and and, yeah. and and they don't get it. I was just recently with a client who was showing me all their rebranding. And their rebranding was excellent. And I said to them, well, now's the time to look at all of your training and upgrade it and to really focus on taking your training to the next level. And they go, why is that? I said, well, if you're rebranding the company, you've got to redo all your training to the new branding, right? You can't have your old look and feel, which is dramatically different. And it was like, ah, oh, we never thought about that. Yeah. Well, it's, you spend a lot of money on training because you want new customers. I'm sorry, you spend money on marketing because you want new customers. However, we all know now that it's getting harder and harder to retain really good employees, right? That top talent, actually any employees at this point. Yeah. It, it's just, it's harder. And the ones that we should treat the best 
are our employees, right? And so we tend to focus on customers at times, but if the employees went through a branded training experience that was just top notch, they're your biggest ambassadors in the world that are talking to your customers. Yeah, you're right. I mean, why wouldn't they take their new brand and put all the employees through that and make them feel like they're part of this new company? I mean, it makes sense, but unfortunately, sometimes uh, people aren't thinking about the training department. Well, and, and, you know, the training department generally doesn't sit in the boardroom or, or doesn't sit in no. the, it doesn't sit in the executive meetings. Maybe not boardrooms, I'm, I'm stepping one step past, but, you know, they're not in the senior, they're not on the senior management team. And, and because of that, I, I think they're, they are a lot of times forgotten. So I'm going to ask you this question because I think you're a person that could add something here. What advice do you give to somebody that's running a training department to advocate so that management gets it and is willing to invest what they should invest in, in training? Because the, pro the problem isn't the head of training. They want to make the stuff look beautiful. They want to make the stuff interactive. They want to make the stuff engaging. They want to make it effective. They have to deal with the economic reality of what they're given. Yeah. How do they advocate up? Right now, you have to connect it to some type of result, right? You have to put the why in why we're training these employees and what it's going to allow them to do, how they're going to be better, how it's going to actually matter to the people that are, are in, that are in the boardroom. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, that's my recommendation is whenever you're doing training, who cares how many hours of training you're creating, whatever it is, but what behavior are you trying to change or what errors are you trying to get rid of and how will that actually impact the business? So until a training department can actually show up there and say, hey, here's how I'm making the business better, instead of saying, I put 2,000 people through compliance, because you didn't put 2,000 people through compliance. What you did was you managed the risk of the business, and you helped 2,000 employees now know how to keep us out of trouble in you know, 15 different areas. Plus, as part of that, you know, they're now better employees who are better trained to interact with the customers and all this kind of stuff, and it, it's all attached Oh, and by the way, we have this company goal of doing X, Y, and Z, and this is how I'm helping you get there. If they can actually position themselves as part of the business operations and that they're actually, they care about the goals, they go towards those goals or doing all of that. But if you just want to sit there and say, yeah, we're doing compliance training. Like I'm just keeping us, you know, I, I run the report and I put 2000 people through and OSHA, you know, I'm, I'm okay. And they don't get mad at me. All right. Well, you're missing the boat. Um, I think on the other side though, I believe that during the pandemic, we are finally understanding as a, maybe I don't know, as a country, maybe as a world that employees are really what matter, right? We, we try to be more empathetic and all this stuff and, and really truly help our employees in their personal lives and their work lives It's all just life. Um, However, you, if you really believe that, if you can go in there and help the executive team understand that our business runs because of our employees, one of the key ways to take care of our employees is to make them better at their jobs. They feel more fulfillment. They do a better job. They can get pay increases. Our customers end up being happier. Just employees love to be really good at their jobs and feel like they're prepared for those things and they like to be developed. So, internal training. For our employees, if you can make those employees really understand that and feel that, then you can lower employee attrition rate, 
right? You can, you can increase happiness scores of employees across the business. There's all these tie-ins. And right now it's, it's rough to keep employees. It's hard to find them and bring them on board. You're, so. you, you are totally correct, especially with the younger generations. They consider personal growth one of the most important things. And, and they want to be trained. They want to know how to do a great job. They want to know that pathway. They don't like the ambiguity. And they also yeah. want skills training. They want training that improves them, not just at the specific of how exactly to do this, but how do I communicate better? How, how am I, you know, more productive? How, you know, how do I grow as a person? And yeah. when companies do that, people stay. Um, if that's what they really want from us, wow, wouldn't it be nice if we could provide that? And we built that connection. The company has that connection with the employee now that we helped them improve in all the areas that they wanted to. Um, so I was reading, I, this may sound weird, Evan, but I was reading an obituary last night. And, um, you know, it, uh, an acquaintance of mine uh, passed and he was an older gentleman. And I, I read a paragraph of his obituary that talked about how he had spent 42 years working for NCR um, repairing, inventing, whatever, um, you know, ATM machines and all these different types of machines. I'm like 40, I had to read a couple of times, like, wait a minute, 42 years at NCR. It wasn't just 42 years working on NCR machines for other companies. It was at NCR. And then I thought of my grandpa who spent 40 something years. I, I believe in a company called Selenese, which was doing, you know, in the, in the chemical world. And, um, I remember him showing me my, my dad showed me the gold watch he got from there for, as part of the, his 10 year, 30 year, whatever it was. Right. And, um, and then I thought now conversation I had yesterday at lunch with a, a, a sales executive here in town, he's like, I can't even get people to commit to like staying with me for a year, just a verbal commitment. I'm hiring you. I want to trade you stay for just a year, man. And they won't even commit to that. So going from a generation of people who stayed with a company for 42 years down to something that's like, hey, I'll give you like six months. The importance of training, the ability to quickly train people with something high quality where they're like, yeah, this company's got it going on. Train them quickly, get them into the job because you don't know how long you're going to have them and then keep improving them like you said, because that'll help them want to stay here. Like, when has it ever been more critical? Yeah. Right. It's the guy that's been safe for 42 years, who cares? He's not going anywhere. Well, and, and, and add to this that a lot of people are working from home. So, yeah. you know, a lot of reasons people don't change jobs is because of, of physical distance. Yeah. And right. now that's not not an issue. Uh, it's true. But, you know, to your to your point, my my father in law uh, worked for AT&T his entire career and you know and, and and retired and i i i joke when i talk about how the world is changing in terms of how generations think that i grew up in the in the bewitched era where if you remember the show um larry tate was the boss and darren always did what larry asked no matter how stupid it was because he never dared to say larry i got a better idea because Larry was the boss and half the episodes were about Larry doing utterly stupid things because his boss asked him to do stupid things. And, you know, people that are 
I'm probably a little older than you are, but I'm, you know, I'm a baby boomer. You know, we were taught you don't risk a job because our parents lived through the depression mm-hmm. and that, you know, that a job is super important and you do what it takes and you suck it up. And people today, they don't, they don't do that. My, my niece took a great job with a large fortune 25 company. And three months later, she left to go to a slightly larger company, yeah. but she didn't leave because it was larger. She was left because she was recruited. And, you know, the the sensibility of changing is totally different, which just makes training so much more important. Um, It is a, it should be a critical part of the business right now. If we're having issues recruiting people and bringing them on board and retaining and all that, well, we know that it's not all about money. Um, Money's an important, a very important factor of people staying, but we know a lot of it is they, they want to be good at the job. They want to feel like they're contributing. And we can help with that. I mean, that's what training's here for. <laughs> so, yeah. Tornal Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, Visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. So let, let's, because we don't have all the time in the world, but I, I want to kind of shift because you're one of the most knowledgeable people in the world of training. What is new? What are the things if I, if, you know, my listeners are obviously excited about training, what are the things people should be paying attention to maybe that they are unaware of? because they're doing their job every day and you're sort of big picture scoping out the world. Things that are exciting me right now, uh, gaming technology is exploding, right? I mean, if you, if you haven't been playing Wordle once a day or whatever it is, right? And so it used to be that it's like, oh, learning games, corny, cheesy, whatever. Nobody really does that in the business. Yeah, then we all go home and we play Candy Crush or whatever words with friends, whatever on our phones. Yeah. Now what we're seeing is everyone's embracing gaming. Everyone that, you know, all these people we're bringing into the companies now have grown up playing games. And games are typically, they're, they're more engaging, interactive, they're fun. You know, it's more of an experience. You get to have that social component, which a lot of people really like now. So the learning game space, um, we're seeing it really explode. We're seeing large companies that that want to train millions of employees using games and, and also their customers. They want people to interact with their business through this game that happens to be learning. And so that's cool how this, it's all blending together. And so what I like to preach nowadays is it's all about creating learning experiences, right? It's it, We have this whole customer experience boom going on, right? And it's all about the customer experience and all that. Well, it's all about the employee experience. That's great. Well, are we creating experiences with our learning? Or is it just like this thing that they had to do that they don't care? Is it an experience? And so, yeah, games games are awesome right now. And we're going to see a ton more. And gone is the day where people are like, yeah, we don't play games at work. Well, no, we actually do. Um, another one I'm, I'm seeing a lot of is VR. Yeah. And man, I 
games are more widely accepted and VR seems to be more, it is more niche at the moment, but some of the stuff that we're seeing come out is really cool. And um, I mean, it's- the, I, the, think, I think VR yeah. is destined, but we, you know, for some companies, for sure it's early. Oh yeah. Um, but definitely destined. Well, I think what it is, is we as an industry haven't done a great job yet of helping people understand how they could use that technology to do more learning, right? They're thinking one way about VR and, and maybe we don't even know, right? I mean, we're still understanding it and trying to figure out how to, how to use it. But man, if you put on an Oculus and done anything, it is so super cool. If you want to talk about a learning experience, like it's awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, we're seeing some companies um, do things with it, a lot of healthcare. Um, a buddy of mine runs a, a medical company down the street, a medical education business. I mean, when they couldn't go into the operating rooms to, to actually watch doctors do these operations to get certified on the medical devices, they're doing it all in VR right now. They're seeing how to hold the medical devices and what happens. Then they can actually go into the bone and see what it's doing. So there's some super cool stuff out there. There's no doubt about it. Um, what are you seeing? Because I'm seeing a lot of just-in-time training with QR codes and, you know, uh, you know, clients that saying, you know, look, even though you've been trained on this, if you're going to work on this piece of machinery, we want mm -hmm. you to just watch this reminder video. Um, are you seeing much in the way of QR codes and, and just-in-time training? Um, I, I don't know about QR, QR codes, but just-in-time for sure. And that's... Uh, I believe someday it'll be basically your training won't be going to an LMS. It won't be launching a portal, doing this kind of stuff. It's going to just be integrated into wherever you reside every day for your job. So yeah. if you're in, if Slack is sitting there all day long, you're going to launch stuff from Slack and just do it. It's going to go back there. And that's your communication platform. Or if you're, I mean, like walk me type technology, right? Where you're just in a certain platform all day working there. Well, that's where my training should be. If you're in Salesforce, why can't that be the conduit and portal for everything? So it has to be easy, bite-sized, little chunks that are just in the normal flow. Because if I have to interrupt that and go out somewhere else, it, it just, it, it's not efficient. Um, and of course, like you said, I mean, QR codes or what, I mean, the purpose of QR code is that I, I don't have to type something into a browser somewhere. I just, yeah. I can quickly grab it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about nowadays. It's, it's got to be like super accessible, really easy to get to. And when I need it, where I need it. And, and then it's got to look awesome and, and be awesome. And there's so much technology now that to make things look really, really cool that aren't that expensive. If you look at mobile apps and stuff, I mean, you're not, you're not downloading apps that are ugly and don't seem to work right. I mean, you want, you want beautiful apps on your phone. Well, then you should build beautiful training content on a phone. That's yeah. what we expect nowadays. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I'm definitely seeing companies like build job aids that have QR codes on them, yeah. uh, operations manuals where there aren't QR codes because they don't need them, but they're direct links to training. And you know, to your point, the concept that you got to go log in to training, um, you know, to have training everywhere, and then to be able to still be able to track it, you know, and whether you know, whatever device it is you track it from uh, is, is huge. Um, we are now shifting and 
uh, I'm sure everyone listening, you know, can tell that you're you're bright and uh, your company is extremely well respected. And you know, our company's been a customer of your company for years, which you probably have absolutely no idea because you have so many customers. Um, I looked and- you up, Evan. I know I know everything you guys have downloaded. <laughs> Anyhow, um, tell us, you know, tell us. You know, people want to know, this is your chance. Tell us about eLearning Brothers, what you do, uh, you know, who are your ideal customers? Who are the people that would be interested in, in learning more about you? Yeah, so at, at eLearning Brothers, we help you create better learning experiences. And that could be for your customers or employees. And so really for us, it's a, it's a suite of products and services. So a suite of products around, around video coaching, gamification and gaming, VR, mobile learning. So we have a, a suite of products where you can license those and build out your own your own content. Um, and then we do a ton of services on top of that for typically larger companies um, that are really trying to build out learning experiences that maybe need a little help or need a lot of help, <laughs> whatever it is. And we can step in and do that. But really our whole focus right now is really to to position eLearning Brothers as a company that's got a suite of products and the services where you can build better learning, right? I mean, that's the goal for a lot of us in the industry. We just want you to be able to create those better experiences for your employees and customers. So that's where we are right now. And um, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's a good time to be in the space. Lots of really neat things going on. You know, and, you know, at Tortle, we're champions of of training. We want people to do training and, and if we elevate that, so uh, it, it's important. But what I would say is if, you know, you work in a company and maybe you're an ISDN, you're, you know, you're creating training. Mm-hmm. E-Learning Brothers is an incredible resource of knowledge and information and um, of tools and tricks to make you look better and more efficient and, and more economical. So you know, it's it's definitely a company. Everyone, if you don't, if you've not heard of eLearning Brothers, you you should be checking them. You should be checking them out. Um, Appreciate that. Even though even though we compete a little bit in a few places, <laughs> but we but you know what, we don't really because the world's so big. Um, World is huge, and um, some of our best partners are actually ones where we overlap a bit. Yeah. And it's the training world is so altruistic, and there's so many. Our ultimate goal here is to help everyone be better at their jobs and all that. And uh, so I, I love the space. I love that all these yeah. companies, we actually partner and can do so many fun things together. You know, people ask me all the time, who do you lose business to the most? And I go, I lose business to someone choosing not to do training or yeah. someone choosing <laughs> to do it poorly. Yeah. Uh, I don't lose. I don't, I mean, rarely do I ever compete with a company like yours it's really I'm competing against apathy management, not understanding the value of training. That is my number, my number one competitor. Um, or sometimes um, there's a project out there, and what we compete on is again they're they're misunderstanding that they think, hey, we could just spend ten grand and get this thing done. Can't you guys build it for ten grand? And we're like, look, you need to actually do it the right way. And anyone that says they can do it for 10 grand, I don't know why you're bothering. You might be better not training your employees. And so we, we deal with that, right? It's like people trying to understand the value of really what this can do for their business. But uh, it's a big space though. Lots of people out there need training. Yeah. Oh. Well, you have, you have an offer. 
it's a great offer because I went and spent some time there and there's great content. I'll let you tell about the offer. But uh, so if you please share what the offer is and how people can reach it, that would be great. Yeah. So if you go out to elearningbrothers.com, um, so go elearningbrothers.com and then click on resources. So in the resources area, there's tons of, of various items in there from, you know, eBooks and uh, uh, newsletter stuff and knowledge base and all that. But the one in particular is resources and then webinars and events. Within there, we do lots of different industry events through the year and also webinars where we bring in a lot of different partners from the space. So our most recent one, for example, was Powtoon. And they came and talked all about their cool video platform and, and actually tied into gaming and stuff. Um, we do industry events where we have people come in and talk about, you know, storyboarding, instructional design, how to create better mobile learning, accessibility, whatever it is. And so if you go in there, all the stuff's in there recorded, tons and tons of different sessions. And uh, it's all free, of course, and just dig around and enjoy. It's, it, it's, it's a wealth of knowledge. It's really a great, it's a great place for people, great place to people to go. And by the way, accessibility is another thing that I'm seeing becoming more and more important. Yes, uh, definitely on the horizon. So uh, as you know, and all of our listeners know, uh, if you have one piece of advice for our audience, what would that one piece of advice be? One piece of advice. I think I'm going to go back to what we touched on earlier, Evan, and that is to tie yourself into the goals of the business. So figure out how your training department can actually move the needle on the goals that the executives care about. So if you want to get in the game, if you want to get into the executive room and into the brains of those executives and in their hearts, help them achieve the business goals. Excellent, excellent tip. Uh, I want to thank you for being a guest. I want to thank my listeners. This show does not exist without you. I really appreciate you. I, real, I just, by the way, for my listeners learned that we're in the top 5% of all podcasts. So a special thank you for that. I also want to thank my friends at the C-Suite, C-Suite TV, and C-Suite Radio for being my sponsor. And Andrew, again, thank you, and everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R. T-A-L, Tortle.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>